Making changes, even small ones, can really be challenging and difficult and hard to figure out when to actually do it and take the first step to make a change. Well, we're going to talk about recalibrating your efforts, the challenges, and more on this episode of Today's Antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Hey, Tom. Good morning. How are you today, Bob? I am good. I learned something this morning that if you um, are watching the LinkedIn feed and you stop it in the first half second, it gets very upset with you. Okay. See, I monitor what we're doing. I, you're hitting all the buttons to make it happen. I'm the one hitting the buttons in the background to make sure that what you say is happening, what it says is happening, is actually happening. I like to think of it as QC, quality control. Fair enough. You know, so there's some challenges on LinkedIn? Apparently, there were challenges this morning on LinkedIn. Yes, yes. And, of course, if the quality is not to the level that we're looking for, then we can recalibrate in real yes, time. We could. Thought I could bring that home if I tried hard enough. <laughs> Sometimes there are challenges with that when you're trying to do other things as well. That's it. It's like we're on our own unique pathway and we have challenges come up and we have to recalibrate. Just Funny how that happens. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's our daily broadcast and podcast. Uh, each week we have a topic and we have a conversation around that topic. This week, as I mentioned, we're talking about recalibrating your efforts. And so as we go through our conversation today around the challenges, we welcome your thoughts and ideas. So if you're following us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, or LinkedIn Live, baby, you can feel free that, to that comment. Was rough. Yeah, I was I was a little all over the place there. Um, you can feel free to comment, share your thoughts and ideas in the comments, and we know that it'll add value to our show. At the end of our discussion, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote. That thing that we hope will help you figure out when you're stuck, frustrated, or overwhelmed, how to take your next step along your own unique pathway to success. And of course, if you have a one thing that you'd like to share around our conversation, please do because we know that it'll add value and there might be someone out there desperately seeking exactly what you have to say. So we look forward to your comments, thoughts, and ideas. Before we dive into our conversation though, each morning, Bob and I start with our celebrations. Bob, what are you celebrating today? I'm gonna to celebrate something that happened yesterday when we were on a call with some of our Renegade Success Network members. And we were talking about an event that we're going to be doing in the Baltimore area on December 8th, 8th. December 8th. And if you want to know more about it, we'll be happy to tell you real soon. If you send me a direct message, I might give you a preview. But this person it lives and works up in New York, it, like New York City area. So not really close to Baltimore. 
And we were talking about the event. We invited him to attend and he was already looking at ways to make it work. And that, that really struck me both the value that we provide that he sees from what we've done with him, but also the, I'd really like to meet you guys and just get to be around you guys and hang out and get to know you face to face really struck me because in the last couple of years, we've gotten, most of us have gotten really good at doing things over the internet. We, we do these types of things. We do zoom calls, we do teams calls, we do phone stuff. And sometimes I forget that actually meeting people has real value. And, you know, what, what was my comment as soon as he's like, yeah, come down. I'm like, I'll buy you dinner. Like, yeah, if you're coming to Baltimore, sure. And it, it started to, you know, it started to build up, which really was kind of fun. Now, if he's listening to this, I'm not saying yes to do it. If it logistically doesn't work, I'm, I won't cry. All right, I'll cry a little bit, but not a whole lot, you know. So I'm celebrating. I don't know what I call that, just that desire to connect. I like that. Yeah, that was nice to hear that that he would even consider it. Um, and, you know, maybe there are others out there that would consider it as well. One of the things that you never know until you put something out there is what, what the response is you're going to get. You can't control the results. You cannot. You, you can share the value that you have. And maybe it'll yeah. impact someone. You can like lead that. a horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. Remember that song from the 70s? Uh, yes, vaguely. Crystal I Gale, I think. Yeah, that sounds about appropriate. No one I can't else. remember what the refrain was. You should have, you could have. Uh, you, you go on. You tell me your celebration. I'm, uh, it's going to bother me. I'll find it. Okay. Um, so my celebration was yesterday afternoon. Um, a few weeks ago, I decided that I wanted a little bit of accountability between now and the end of the year and sort of at the start of the year. And so I um, signed up for a program that gave me access to a coach and it was a coach that I knew. And yesterday we had our first conversation and I think it was um, as much as I enjoy sharing things with you, it was different to share them with someone else who understood a little bit about me and what I was trying to accomplish and at the same time didn't. And so I had the chance to try to explain, here's you know what I would like to accomplish between now and you know the first or second week of January. And that, that opportunity to share, and as I'm sharing, get feedback, and at the same time be going through my head of, okay, is this truly where I want to be, what I want to commit to? Is there things that I need to modify from it or recalibrate based on conversation that we've had? And I just, it was just a reminder of the value of um, sharing the things that are going on, the things that you might be not even stuck with, but just pondering or considering and how much clarity that helps you find. So if you, you know, I think that's just as a real value and it's just a reminder to me of why, you know, what we do is so valuable to me. It's why I enjoy it so much is we help people work through those things that they are trying to consider and trying to make decisions on or trying to get away from being stuck or, you know, helping them figure out when they maybe need to recalibrate. And so it was just that reminder of the value of those conversations and how beneficial they can be in helping you take your next step. 
I've had the same experience because I have a coach as well outside of what we do. And it's been really eye-opening to me just to have someone's perspective outside of all the things. And also, like you said, just getting to know them and having to answer to things that like, well, you know, we've just always done that that way. Well, but why? Like, oh, wait, let me break this down. Huh. I don't have a really good reason, yeah. which opens the door to alternatives and possible recalibration. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, All righty. It's a national day that I want to point out because I think it's really important for most of us. It's national get to know your customers day. And I think it's one of the things that really can make a difference for us that often gets overlooked. You know, so often it's like, well, I need to get new this and I need to do new this and we need to be faster with our delivery and we need to get better uh, website. We need to do all these things. What I find is when push comes to shove, the most valuable time that I invest is to really get to know my customers and know what their issues are, not just what their issues are with what I'm doing, but I have a person that I've been trying to talk to about doing some coaching work and she's got a couple of young kids and she said to me jokingly the other day, hey, um, uh, I'm, I'm on the field all day with my kids chasing them around on Saturdays. So, I, you know, the only time we can meet is probably on the weekends. I was like, OK, what field, what time? And I hadn't really thought about that. I thought she was not able to talk to me because she was busy or she didn't have an interest. It was something completely different. So we're actually talking about what that might look like to have a discussion while she's watching her kids play soccer or whatever. And I think that's one of those things that when we get to know our customers, you get to know them more fully. And it leads to your customers or your clients saying, hey, I really want to meet you. I'm willing to take a train ride down to Baltimore and inconvenience myself and maybe stay at a hotel because I want to meet you. So I think those two things actually go hand in hand. Yeah. So I would challenge everyone today. It's National Get to Know Your Customers Day. Get to know a customer, reach out to someone, just ask them, hey, what's your hobby? What if, if I could give you the perfect Christmas gift? I'm not saying I'm going to, but what would that be? You know, where where's the best vacation place in the world for you? Because those things to me really start to get at who that person is beyond their absolute need. Am I making sense? I feel like I'm not. Sure. No, absolutely. I'm just taking it in as you're sharing it. Uh, no, I, I absolutely agree that I think getting to know your customer. And I think that even if it was a conversation around work things, yeah. you know, so often I think we think we know our customers. We think we know how they feel, how they react, why they need our product, good or service. And yet we don't. It's fascinating to me. And I was trying to remember where I was and listening to conversations about people trying to figure out like who their customer is and what you know, what it is, the message that, what is it that they're going through that we could help, not necessarily we, maybe we, but the collective we, how we can help them figure it out. And I think so often we get stuck in what we think we know about them rather than what they actually know. And I think especially is, is what's the pain that leads them to whatever our product, good or service is. And, you know, we, we use words that we make up. Right. Rather than going and asking them and starting to understand is, okay, what is it in your, what are the things that really you struggle with that your challenges are that you're trying to change? 
you know, one of my favorite questions is what keeps you up at night? And just let them talk when you think about your business or whatever the challenge is. You know, you think about your health, you think about your finances, you think about whatever. What is it at night that you lay awake and say, you know, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this? Because now you're getting to know them and their words. So you can start to relate to the challenges that they might be facing and that others like them may also be facing. So I think it's a great day to celebrate. Not as good as National Renegade Day. And it is a good We one. need to just do it. Yeah, we tried that. I I don't know. I, I there's you something know, I think about today just... and and let's just you know, you and I you and I have enough reach. Okay, March 19th. Okay. National Renegade Day. All right, there it is. Who needs some other service? That's right. Who needs this? to recalibrate? We'll calibrate. <laughs> That's right. That's Folks, right. you heard it here first. And so if you're keeping score at home, December 8th, doing a workshop in Baltimore. We'll tell you more shortly. March 19th, National Renegade Day. There we go. Okay. It has yeah, been declared. Productive morning. We should probably just wrap up now. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really talk about recalibrating our efforts and the challenges around them. So maybe we ought to do that a little bit. Any thoughts? I, I do have some thoughts. Uh, the biggest challenges to me, I think there are two sets of challenges. Some are inside our head. And I'm going to talk about those. And I'm expecting or hoping that you'll talk about the ones outside your, our heads. In my head... You might want to recalibrate that thought. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I think the hardest thing for me in the idea of recalibrating is admitting to myself that I don't know all the answers. And I, I know for a lot of people that start businesses or get into leadership positions that the first thought is, now I'm in this position of leadership. Now, I'm, now I own my own business. I have to have all the answers. And re, recalibrating is to acknowledge that you don't have all the answers. When I went to the coach, it took me a while to get to a place where I was comfortable with having a coach coach me because I do that. And it's like, I should be able to coach myself. I, if I can't do it, Tom's there. Tom should be able to do it. What, what ultimately came out, though, was this would take me in new directions in a lot of ways. And it wasn't an easy thing, but it was a recalibration that was really important to my growth, both personally and professionally. And I think so often, even little recalibrations, you know, I, I've told the story, I think I put it in the book I wrote, uh, The Renegade Way, about the company I was dealing with, and they were complaining they didn't have a lot of business. And we would have meetings at 4 p.m., every Wednesday or Thursday and they'd shut the door at four because that's when they closed and people would be knocking on the door from four to five every week. And after three weeks, I'm like, have you guys ever thought about changing your hours? No, no, we've always been open until four. That's really the last time. Hey, I'm just noticing every week, like six, seven people are at the door. Wouldn't that help your customer? No, no, we've never done that. I said, I tell you what, if you recoup, if you don't recoup the cost of my services for the month in the first two weeks, I'll give you the month free if you open for an extra hour. So open for an extra hour the first week, they're like, yep, don't worry, you're, you're safe. And that led to they also started talking to their customers and their customers said, hey, you know what? We'd really like to be avail you to be available on Saturday. 
And so they recalibrated their hours. They cut a lot of the daytime hours, the middle of day hours that were not really productive. They had later hours and then they had Saturday hours and their business grew. And they actually were working fewer hours, but getting more result. And it was one of those things where we've always been this way. And getting them to realize, and, and literally it was staggering to me. The first week I didn't even pay attention to it. The second week I'm like, there are people at the door. I'm like, do you, do you guys want to go deal with this? They're like, no, we close at four. I'm thinking if if I were doing a brick and mortar store and someone rolled in and I was there, I'd be like, hey, uh, marketing guy, do me a favor. <laughs> Sit over there quietly while we make money. They had none of it. And I think we all fall into that trap of we don't want to change things because we've, we're comfortable with the way we've done it, whether it's changing the hours, whether it's changing our approach, whether it's changing um, uh, merchant credit card services. Uh, that, that seems to be a big one that people get, go through because, you know, the fees are getting too high here or even changing simple procedures within their companies. I think it's very difficult to get over the emotional and mental hurdle to get to the place where you can make that decision of whether you want to recalibrate. I, I know most of my big, big decisions, a lot of the smaller ones, it's up here where the problem is. The delay is up here. I think that it's like, yeah, go ahead, do it, do it, do it. Come on, what's stopping you? Oh, it's my head. What do you have to say to all that, Tom? I think that that's, I mean, um, clearly is a challenge. And the, the, thought of never wanting to change is can make it difficult to want to recalibrate, obviously. Mm -hmm. I think also there's a challenge of wanting to change all the time and feel like, uh, feel like that there's that we tried this. It didn't work. We're moving on. Um, the shiny object, better way approach. Or different. Yeah. Different way. Thinking it's a better way. And it's yeah. rather, it's really, well, and it's, a, it's new. It is new, correct. Clubhouse. We tried that, what, a year and a half ago? We we jumped right on that bandwagon, 30 days of that, and we were off Clubhouse. Yeah, well, I mean, and again, that was 30 days. And we learned something from it. And I think that's the, you know, that is the challenge is so often, and I'm not saying that there's something wrong with changing all the time if you are learning from it. Right. I'm not you saying know. there's anything wrong with Clubhouse, just so we're clear. Never know, you might go back. Um so I think that, that, you know, there's, those are some of the challenges, the fear of missing out on something that might be the next great thing, because we feel like we need to give it a little more time or the fear of never wanting to change because this is the way we've always done. And so that's why to me, you know, the, any sort of consideration of change um, can be, can create many challenges. And I think, you know, it's interesting. One of the things you said is we don't have all the answers earlier. And I started thinking about that. And, and I, I sort of believe that we do have all the answers. The challenge is we don't know how to get to them. I would agree. Because we can't figure it out. You know, I mean, somebody can give you an answer. And their answer. Their answer. And it doesn't necessarily fit with the resources you have available to make it work for you. And so, you know, and so the challenge is, is we think we should have all the answers and yet we can't, we can't ask the correct questions to draw it out of ourselves. 
And I think there's something always about asking yourself. You don't always have to answer. Or you lie to yourself. I can I can lie to myself better than anyone else. Okay. Uh, can't you? I mean, you you can sit and say, "Oh, well, I was going to go work out this afternoon," but you know what? I, I'm really behind on my work. I try not to. I mean, again, I, and it's not easy. Yes, I do it, and I try really hard not to judge those decisions. Just be like, "Okay, this is the this is the the decision that I'm making that's real in the moment." And I'm I'm still trying. working on that. That's, uh, that's well, a big work in progress for me. I think we all are, because. Yeah. Because how many times do we not go seeking help to figure out the things that we're trying to figure out? Because <clears throat> a lot of times we don't want to know the answer. Like if I was thinking that, yeah, I, I probably should go work out, but I've got work to do, whatever. If my coach at the gym was asking the questions, I'd be like, yeah, I know that this is where I should be. And so, or where I, I you know, it's the difference of why it's, can I want to be? Do I want to be, do I should, you know, or I should, or need to be, or all those things that, you know, means you really don't want to. And at the same time, you feel like this would add value. It's a different way to add value. Um, and so I think that's the challenge is that we have our answer inside of us. We just don't always answer ourselves or answer our own questions. And so I think, and it was interesting, you know, like, the conversation I had yesterday with the coach I'm working with at some point, you sometimes have to just give them an answer and be like, Oh yeah, you know what? I wasn't a hundred percent certain on this. And yeah, this is why I'm going to do it. You know, it happened uh, yesterday. I think we were talking about me contacting 10 people a day mm-hmm. and you know, you, you asked why 10 and whatever. And I said, just that was the number that I came up with. And I was okay with that. You know, I'm ready to move forward. That right. was my answer. And I had a, and I was able to not question it. Just say, yeah, I'm just going to try this and let's see how this works. And then move forward from there. And, and I think that's why the, the recalibration is so hard is that we don't always answer our own questions. And we sometimes don't answer the questions um, when someone else asks, like in your example, they didn't really answer the question saying, because this is why we've all, because we've always done it this way. is not really an answer to the question. I mean, it, 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 it is, and it's a throwaway basic, easy one. Correct. They didn't actually stop and think about, well, why is that Kate? Now they, they could have said, well, you know what, here's what we found is that all, we all have to go pick up our kids by five o'clock from daycare. And the right. only way we're able to do that is if we shut down at four, which allows us to do the back end work that right. then allows us to get to work. Like that, that would have made answer. perfect sense. I don't know if it would make perfect sense, but it you could understand it and be like, oh, now I see and why work you work with it. Correct. Could you what? rotate who does that? Blah, blah, blah. Right. You Maybe know. we need to hire people who don't have responsibilities at five o'clock. Right. And the way to do that is maybe push the hours through so that they know what they're signing up for. You know, and so I think that's the that's the the challenges around it is many times the answers we give about why we're doing what we're doing are throwaway answers. There are answers like, well, because we've always done it. That's the way I do it. That's the way we do it. And I think uh, or 
it doesn't work. So we're we tried changing. that it doesn't work. Yep. Well, and I, I also think that that's the uh, that's the reason that they would change, even though it may, might not may might not have given the time to the one way. It's because the shiny object looks looks different, mm-hmm. and in their mind looks better. And so they can just say, yeah, our process isn't working without even really considering why or giving a reason. So it's not really an answer. It's just a response. And they move on all the time. There's an interesting paradox that you helped me see that I had never seen before, which is you and I both believe that we have the answers inside us. We have our answers inside us. I'm not sure the answer. Okay. Okay. But we have an answer that is something that we can do in most situations. However, it's impossibly hard sometimes. It's locked in the super secret safe that, you know, I don't know the combination to without a lot of real hard work or someone else going, have you tried number four yet? And I think that might be one of the bigger challenges. If 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 someone's listening to this, because as I heard you say, we, we have an answer inside us, that that my first reaction was, oh, I got to try harder to find those answers. And I think it's in trying harder to find those answers that they become harder to find. Because we get so mired in all the things, you know, to use a different analogy, I guess, that our, our brain is a computer and those files are in the external drive that we haven't found in the last three years that we did backup on. So we've got to go find the external drive, plug it in, access it, and then pull that right file and remember the name of the right file and the date of the right file, pull it, at, pull it, and then it's on our screen and now we know the answer. I think that's very similar to what we're actually, actually often going through. And we don't give ourselves the acknowledgement of that, that, hey, you know what? You can't remember everything. You can't have that answer always come up because if answers always popped into our head, like, oh, do this, do this, do this, how boring would life be? Well, and I don't know that we have the knowledge, experience, and perspective to come up with the answer. The the thing, the interesting thing is, is that even if you have a consultant, they had you come in and they offered, and you offered them a suggestion, their answer still might have been no. We're going to, we're shutting down in four. That's their, that's the answer that is what's real for them. And I think the challenge is they had never considered the question. Well, what if you stayed open until six or five or whatever, you know, you really figured out when do your clients show up and, and then, so now the outside person has a different has different resources and a different knowledge experience and perspective that can share so even as even if you bring in a consultant say hey we want you to do an audit of our organization they can go through and do an audit and ultimately though they're going to say here is my recommendations the organization still has to answer the question are we going to take these recommendations and move forward so ultimately, the, the, the challenge is we don't always know the questions to ask. And sometimes right. we don't have the, the information around a process, a procedure, an idea to even ask that question. That makes sense. It does. Absolutely. And that's why it's so hard to ask ourselves questions. 
is we only have what we have. And as you said, you can always just either lie to yourself or just give a response and not really an answer. So Tom, we're at that point. May I share my one thing? Absolutely. Around the challenges uh, related to this. And I think the big thing to me that I take away from our discussion today is that idea that, that we don't have that knowledge, experience, and perspective that enables us to be able to figure things out until we get it. And some, sometimes it takes time, you know, with this, with these ads that we're doing, it's taking us time. We, you know, you showed me the results, I think two days ago, it's like, oh, wow, they're a lot different than they were two weeks earlier. And so sometimes it takes time to figure things out because you have to have that knowledge, experience and perspective. And I think when you're talking about trying to make money and it takes time to figure it out. That can be that can be yet another challenge. You know, I, I need this to work now. Life yeah. doesn't always work that way. I've I, I found, you know. Well, and I think <laughs> like sometimes I think that's the worst thing you can do is say you need it now, and then it goes south. Well, not go back to your experience with that. I'm just not. Well, I'll go back to what you said earlier: is that the, sometimes the harder you seek for it, the harder it is to find it. Yes. Yeah, And if that's, if you're so focused on finding it, finding the answer, you're not going to be open to the questions that may drive different results. Yep. Okay. How about you? What's yours? So my, you know, my one thing is a little, it's fairly similar to what you were talking about. And I think, I think that the, the challenge is we we don't establish an answer whatever the answer might be so that when you know you just do it to do it you either change you either recalibrate or not just based on a response that you give yourself we've always done it this way whatever we're doing currently isn't working um i give up time to move on and and i think we don't take the time to actually come up with an answer we take that as an answer. We don't take the next step and say, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is how long I'm going to do it. This is what I, and, and my goal is to learn from it and then figure out what to do next. You know, it's, it's interesting because as I, the more I think about this whole thing that I'm trying to do between now and then down to December 31st is I, for my, for myself have answered some of those questions. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? How long are you going to do it? How are you going to measure it? And then try not to worry about it. You know, you asked me yesterday, well, if you only got four calls in today, that means you have to do 16 tomorrow. And what was my response? No, that's not the case. Right. That, that was that when I looked at it, it wasn't about an average. It was about an attempt to reach 10 people a day. And, and I was going to be good with whatever the number was might mean as I go through. And so now, and then I would learn is like, okay, well, huh, it was interesting on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I got to 10 people on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I didn't, well, what's the, why might that be the case? I could go back and look at my Tuesdays and Thursdays and say, interesting. Most of my appointments or other commitments are in those days. So maybe it's not until my schedule changes or I change it the likelihood 
that I could reach out to the and connect or sorry, excuse me, reach out to 10 people will be a challenge. And so maybe I have to go back and look and say, hey, my thoughts are is that on three days a week, I'm going to attempt to reach 10 in the future. And on those two weeks, I'm only going to attempt to reach three because that seems to be what. And so I think that's the challenge is we don't give ourselves answers that allow us to recalibrate. We just give a response in a way to sort of avoid the actual answer. All right. Wow. Another fine episode. Put this in the uh, time capsule. Uh, yes. And we, of course, would welcome your antidote if you have one. If you happen to be listening to the podcast, we understand that there's not a chance to reply, which so is sorry. why we have created two opportunities for you to continue the conversation. Um, if you are a Facebook person, you can join us in our Ring of Renegades Facebook group. If you are a LinkedIn person, you can join us in our Renegade Success Network for Leaders, where all week we'll be talking around this um, topic. And tomorrow, Bob's favorite day of the week, yes. we will share our discoveries of the week. Um, so, And we... I think I might be outside tomorrow. Oh, Bob on the road. Bob on the road. Yep. Always an interesting endeavor. It always uh, makes it fun. Yes. <laughs> So we look forward to you joining us inside of one of those spaces. If you're a member, great. Come back. You know the value that's in there. If not yet, it's easy to join. Um, and we look forward to seeing you inside of those groups. Or we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time for our next episode of today's Anadone. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, embrace the renegading you and get to know a customer a little better today. Yes, it will make a big difference. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.